Um, one of the question, the question we're going to be discussing today is the uh, issue of Kriyashma Alamita. Um, and uh, I'm going to split it into two parts. Today we're going to talk in broad terms about Kriyashma Alamita, and then tomorrow I want us to talk specifically about the Bracha of Hamapil and why so many people apparently don't say the Bracha of Hamapil and why, uh, you know, uh, and, and in what way its role differs from the general role of Kriyashma Alamita. So today let's just cover the basics of Kriyashma Alamita. First of all, the name, Kriyashma Alhamita. Does it literally have to be Alhamita? Do you have to be on your bed when you're saying Kriyashma? Do you need to be lying down on your bed? So Rabbi Yonah writes in Masechus Brachas, it doesn't literally mean Alhamita. It means when you're almost at your bed, that's also good enough. However, the Ram and the Torah say, no, literally, you should be lying down on your bed saying this uh, Kriyashma. The Magen Avram says that you need to be sitting up if you didn't yet say Kriyashma Shalavis, because this Kriyashma could have two roles. The one role is just as an extra whatever, protection slash going to sleep with Divrei Torah on your mouth uh, that it serves as in terms of Kriyashma Alamita. The other role it might serve is if you daven Marav early before Tseis, you might need this to be your Kriyashma Shalavis. So if you need it to be a Kriyash Mashal Arvis, you don't want to run the risk of falling asleep while you're saying it. So that's what the Magen Avram points out, that if you didn't, dav, if you didn't say Kriyash Mashal Arvis at a late enough time after say Sechavim, and this needs to count as your Kriyash Mashal Arvis, so then you should say it's sitting up for sure to make sure that you don't, uh, you don't fall asleep while you're saying it. Now what do we say in this Kriyash So the Torah and Shulchan Aruch say that you say the first parsha. First parsha of Kriyashma, and that's if you looked in the Sidurim, in the article Sidurim, it only has the first parsha of Shema. The Rambam maybe sounds like only the first pasuk, whatever, but Torah and Shulchan Aruch is the first parsha. Rabbeinu Hananel says that you should say the second parsha also, because it also has the Lashem B'Shavcha of Kumecha, the second parsha, and it's from B'Shavcha of Kumecha that we, uh, that we sort of darshan the idea of Imru Bilvavchem, um, you know, uh, we say that you should say in your hearts what, what, what you do when you are on your Mishkavchem, when you're going to sleep. So wherever it says B'Shavcha of Kumecha, that's what you should say, so it includes the first two parshios. The Bach says to say all of it, all three parshios, because with Kel Melch Naaman, it equals 248 words, which corresponds to Ramach Evarim. And as we mentioned, one of the functions of this Kriyashma is for protection. So you want to say enough, one, you want the, the amount of words to say that you say to correspond to all of the Evarim that need to be protected when you're lying down and saying, and saying that Shema. Um, now, obviously, again, if you're using this as your Kriyashma Shalarvis, there's no Shiloh what to say. You need to say all three partials if there's going to be a Kriyash Mashalarvis. The whole issue of whether it's the first, the second, or all three is only if you are not using this as your Kriyash Mashalarvis and you're doing it only for protection. So there, you know, yesh v'yesh in terms of that, in terms of what the minag is. What about all this other stuff? Right, That would be easy, but then you got like two full pages of, of other stuff going on over here. So the Gemara and Shavu, Staf Tezvav and Beis, um, the, uh, tells us that one of the Amorayim, when he went to sleep, tells us Rabbi Shoban Levi, Amalu Lahani Vegani, that he would say over Psukim as he was going to sleep. So, Frek the Gemara, Hechi Avadachi, Vam Rabbi Shoban Levi, Asulis Rabbos Medivri Torah. What do you mean? Isn't that getting a refuel with Divrei Torah? He's using Torah as a way of warding off bad things. So the Gemara says, No, Lahagain Shaini. It's not a refua. It's not like he has some sort of illness and he's uh, chanting words of Tehillim over the illness to make it better or words of, uh, of Torah over the illness to make it better, but rather it has to do with uh, protecting him from mazikim that you're allowed to do. As a protective measure, you're allowed to do. Um, so apparently, 
these extra psukim are clearly there as a protection, as a extra protection to have divrei Torah, uh, uh, you know, uh, on your lips as a way of protecting you at, at night time. And that's what the theme of the psukim are also, right? Hashkivenu Hashem Elokeinu L'Shalom and Baruch Hashem Yom Baruch Hashem Belayla Baruch Hashem B'Shachvenu Kibiyad Chanafshos Hachayim Vameisim you know, etc. Hamalach Agol Simikolorei Yivarech Znarim, etc. The theme of these psukim is that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is, uh, is protecting us. Magen Avram writes that sick people can skip those psukim because it's only a minhag. Meaning, his point is, it's not even whatever the mitzvah is of saying Kriyashma Alamita, this doesn't rise to that level of mitzvah, which it isn't even a complete mitzvah. It's a like it's a lesser mitzvah, obviously, than Kriyashma Shalarvis, Kriyashma Shalshachris, but uh, it's only for protection or whatever. But even even to that level, these psukim are only uh, are only a minug bialma. Um, the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch hold that the Shema is not for Shmira, but it's really from the Limur of Imrubal Vavchem, which relates to saying Divrei Torah before going to sleep. Meaning the main idea is that as you're going to sleep, it's a really beautiful thing to have Divrei Torah on your lips when you're going to sleep. So the Magen Avram suggests that according to the Torah and Shulchan Aruch, that's why um, the, the Shema is really, the, is, um, uh, it should be said before Hamapil, uh, but Yoshiv Seser, which is for Shmira, Yoshiv Seser is only for Shmira, should be said after Hamapil. Why? What's Hamapil's role? That's clearly a Shmira issue. What's the role of the Shema? Well, Shema is just have different Torah on your lips. What's the role of Yoshiv Seser? That's also a Shmira issue. So you don't want to have any hefsik between the Hamapil and going to sleep, says Magen Avram. So what are you going to do? What are, is the only thing you're allowed to do after Hamapil? In Yanim of Hamapil. In Yanim that relates to Shmira. So you should have Yoshev Seser after Amapil, but Shema before Amapil. That's how the Torah of the Shulchan Aruch writes. However, the Rambam and the Ghost Ramonios, and this is the way the Ramah Paskins, say that you, the Shema is also for Shmira. And therefore, you could start with Amapil and then do Shema. Why is the Shema not a Hefzik? Because it's also for Shmira. It's the same idea as the Amapil. That's how the Magen Avram suggests. And he's, he finds it odd that the Ramah Paskins, like the Ramah and the Ghost Memonials, against the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch. But okay, but that's how the Ramah Paskins. So uh, the Mishabura says, um, you know, just use your brains. If you, if you might fall asleep, if you, if, you, uh, uh, if you say Amapil first, if you might fall asleep, if you save Amapil till later, so then say Amapil first. If you're you're pretty confident you're not going to fall asleep and you'll still say amapil, so then you could uh, you could say amapil later. Whichever it's uh, you, again minhagim minhagim yesh. Most people probably just do what it says in the sitter. In addition to that, Magen Avram says um, that there were people who said vidui when they went to sleep, and he says don't do that because al tiftach peh makes it sound like you're dying when you're saying a vidui. But you should do cheshbon anefesh for the most popular averos. For Leitzanos and Bittal Torah and things like that, the, the popular affairs that people do uh, every single day. So for that, you should uh, do a little bit of Cheshmer and Nefesh and, uh, and try to, uh, to not do it again. The Mishabruit adds that you should also be Mochel, everybody. Um, and that's, we do that, I mean, that, it appears in the Sidurim before the Amapil, a Mechila for everybody that, uh, that, you, that may have wronged you that day. Kitzel Shulchan Aruch says, and also you should put your fingers on the mezuzah and remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu before you go to sleep. Because the mezuzah, 
there's a common theme. The zuz is also for shmirah. It also has a theme of uh, of protection, and therefore you put the, your your hands on the mezuzah, you touch the mezuzah. Even the minog that people have kissing the mezuzah, it doesn't really say that anywhere. That's a rizal or something. But the the, the minog that they that it's quoted in is to touch the mezuzah. I mean, the point is just to remind yourself that it's there. The kissing is just because you know that's a way of showing chavivus of any mitzvah. People kiss their matzahs. People kiss you know whatever. You kiss things just to show that a chavivus for it. Kiss the ground in Eretz Yisrael. Whatever it might be. But that's uh, it's, that's the same as kissing the mezuzah. Um, what about women? Do women say kriyash malamitos? And Magen Avram says that they that women have the minhag not to because they hold it to mitzvah shazman grama. Mishabura says you don't say amapil during the day, even if you're going to sleep during the day. Right, you don't say mapel during the day, so you see it's mitzvah shazman grama. El Yerabah says that no, the whole point of the kriyash malamitos is for shmira. Women need shmira just like men need shmira, so of course they should say it. Primagadim says, well, if the vart is that you're supposed to fall asleep with Torah on your lips, and it's not a din shmira, so women have no chiv in tabla Torah, so then they shouldn't do it. But if it's a din shmira, then in a then they should do it. So hamapil, which is din shmira, for sure they should do the shema, which might be a din in having Torah on your lips, maybe they shouldn't do. Certainly, there's certainly no reason for the women to be machmir to say all this stuff. Right? They could just say the Shema and the Hamapil, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe we know, but they don't have to go through the whole, uh, you know, all that, all that extra stuff. Uh, but otherwise, Rosh Hashanah certainly says that, uh, you know, for men, we certainly should, should uh, say everything else. The Al-Yurabah then adds in the minute that some say Adon Olam at the end as well. Um, and, uh, and tomorrow, Rosh Hashanah will talk about what not to do um, after Hamapil. I'm just, you know... Uh, well, let me let me just mention one one other one or two other quick points. The Beis Yosef quotes from Rav Amram Gaon a, a bracha on the mitzvah of Shema. On Shema Alamita, and uh, the Beis Yosef rejects that, says we don't do that. Tells in Masech School and says, you know why we don't do it? Because you don't make brachas on things that relate to danger. Same reason you don't make a bracha Ma'im Achronim. You don't make a bracha Ma'im Achronim because the whole point is Melchizedomus and it can be dangerous for you, and you're just trying to get rid of the danger. You don't make a bracha on something that the Iker is only there to avoid a, a, a sakana, right? So it's. That, that itself is a tefillah. I mean, itself is the is the it itself is a bracha. I Meaning, Shema itself is not a bracha. You're not going to make a, a separate bracha on something that itself is only toward of sakana. Um, you could also argue that the way Shema is done is within the context of the bracha of Hamapil. And in general, one of the rules of brachos is that you don't make a bracha on a bracha. You don't make a bracha al birchas hamazon. Why? Because birchas hamazon itself is a bracha. You also don't make a bracha on mitzvahs that are done within the context of brachos. Why don't we make a bracha on kriyashma shashach and shalarvis? Because it's done within the context of the birchas kriyashma, which aren't really birchas mitzvah on kriyashma. But since you do it within the context of brachos, you don't make a bracha on something done within the context of brachos. So since kriyashma goes along with hamapil, it could be that's why you don't have a, a special bracha. Uh, people who are traveling, uh, if you're on a plane or something and you feel like you're going to sleep a, a shenis keva, and it's nighttime, so uh, you should say the full Shema. There's no reason not to. Now, if you don't think you're going to be able to fall asleep, or you're masupa, because very often happens on a plane, so then maybe you should skip Hamapil. Um, and we'll discuss more about Hamapil tomorrow. The Ramah also quotes a Midigan Hilchus Pesach, that the, brisker, that, that the Ramah quotes a Midigan Hilchus Pesach, not to say... Um, and not to say a lot of the uh, a lot of the shmira stuff on Pesach because it's a lel shimurim, so we don't need the extra the extra shmira on Pesach. Rama says nogim shlo rak parsha shema. Just say shema because you don't need any extra protection from anything else. Nevertheless, in the Haggadah, uh, uh, we base brisk. 
it says that the brisker rav used to say everything, even on the uh, the lel the seder. But anyway, that's the uh, that's the minute. Not to say that stuff on Pesach like the Ramah says. Okay, tomorrow we'll discuss on after. Um.